What's going on and welcome to the inaugural episode of Chicken Scratch yes, yes, yes. Gospel. Come I am on, your host, Matt, along with my co-host, Daniel. What's hey, up, bro? What's up, bro? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Yeah. For those of you that are wondering what in the world is Chicken Scratch Gospel, it's all those moments in your prayer time, your devotion time, your worship time that you just have to write down what God is speaking yes. to you, no matter how messy it may be. And I don't know about you, bro, but I got messy handwriting when God talks to me. I have to write it down so fast. Yeah, sometimes you have to pull over. <laughs> you better pull over you if you're writing. You better pull over. <laughs> so in the inaugural episode yeah. of Chicken Scratch Gospel, the whole point is what we're going to do, man, is uh, myself, Daniel, we're going to be unpacking some scripture for you, man, and we're going to have a good time doing it. God has been so, yeah. so sweet to us, and, and so we want to share our Chicken Scratch Gospel moments, and hopefully as the episodes go on, we'll also have some guests join us and, and yeah. share their Chicken Scratch Gospel moments with us too. Yeah. yeah. So today we're going to be starting with John 15, we're going to go verses 1 through 8. It's the New King James Version is what we're going to be reading out of. I'm going to go ahead and read it, and then, uh, and then we'll just start to unpack it, man. Jesus is speaking here. This is, this is uh, uh, after he talks about the coming of the Holy Spirit. He talks about how he is the way, and then he says this in John 15, verse 1. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You're already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. And Jesus says this. He says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. And again, he says, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. And by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. And this is, is so much in these eight yeah. verses of yeah, scripture. We can go on and on. Yeah. Right. And so we're going to do our best to, to at least begin to unpack it. I think what we're going to probably do is spend some time with this, mm -hmm. you know, set of verses as, as we go on in the next couple episodes, at least. But the first thing that stuck out to me in this verse yeah. is how Jesus right off the bat just says, I'm the true vine. Right. I'm the true vine. He knows his, he knows his audience. He knows who he's speaking to, but he says, this statement that I am the true vine. And that made me think, it made me think because I'm wondering like, okay, well, what does that even, like, what does that even mean? Right. He could have said, I am, I, I am just the vine. I, I am the vine. He could have just said that, but he didn't. He said, I'm the true vine. And I want to share with you something because I, I, that, that, that this in your study time, as I, as I was reading this, I began to kind of chase the scripture down. And, you know, if, if you haven't done that before, I recommend that you do that. Like, you know, when you're reading in your Bible and it has the little letter above one of the words, go see what that letter is referring to. It's usually referring to a verse. Sometimes it's referring to like the way that they used to speak or a word that maybe they would use or that they replaced or whatever. But I recommend that if you haven't chased down a scripture before, chase it down because God, God will speak to you in those, in those, uh, you know, as I call it just the rabbit hole moments when you go down the yeah. rabbit hole with Jesus and you're going down in those scriptures, man. And I went down the rabbit hole with this a little bit and, and, and I, I got to the book of judges, uh, chapter nine and, uh, I'll just, I'll just read it real quick. 
It says, now when they told Jotham, he went and stood on, on top of, of Mount Gerizim and lifted his voice and cried out. And he said to them, listen to me, you men of Shechem, that God may listen to you. He says, the trees once went forth to anoint a king over them. And they said to the olive tree, reign over us. But the olive tree said to them, should I cease giving my oil? Should I stop being an olive tree so that I can reign over all of the trees? Should I cease giving my oil with which they honor God and men and go uh, to sway over the trees? And then the tree said to the fig tree, you come and you reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, should I cease my sweetness and my my good fruit to go sway over the tree? Should I stop being a fig tree? Then the trees said to the vine, you come and reign over us. But the vine said to them the same, should I cease my new wine, which cheers both God and men to go sway over the trees. All these trees, you know, this is a great analogy. It's such a, it's such a cool allegory uh, that, that Jotham is giving here. And I then go back to John 15, right? So he's, yeah. he's t- using all of these different examples. And then I go back to John 15, and John 15 says all this stuff about the vine yeah. and how I am the true vine. We know Jesus to be a savior. I, I, he's our savior. We know that he's the king of kings, right? We know that he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. We, we know that he's a friend, period. We know all these things about Jesus. And this is what stood out to me about this. When you read back in Judges and you have all these people saying, should I, you have all these trees saying, should I stop being this kind of tree? Should I stop being this vine and stop you know, giving wine and all this stuff? Only the true vine can produce both fruit and rule as a king. No other vine can do that. A vine is like, look, I, I need to stop. I need to stop producing fruit and stop producing wine to hold sway over the trees. Jesus says, I'm the true vine. I'm not just any vine. I'm the true vine. I can do both. I can help you produce fruit. I can help you produce new wine. And I can rule as the king. And that was so crazy to me. That was so crazy to me. What was the first thing that stood out to you? Because we've been reading this together for a minute. What was the first thing, yeah. Daniel, that stood out to you about this? Yeah, I think it's the same, same things kind of uh, along the same lines of the true vine and what Jesus is talking about and what, what in that context, uh, what that means. And I, I think even here as Jesus, the context of even this, um, Jesus is getting ready, you know, to go down that path of being crucified and, and you know, um, give his life for, for humanity. And um, he's going to leave his disciples. So in this moment, he's telling his disciples, listen, I'm the true vine. And if you remain in me, you know, you remain in me and you stay close to me, like you're going to make it. You're going to be okay. But I think he was saying this because as he released them to do ministry and and go spread the gospel, they were going to be confronted with a lot of opposition. They were going to be confronted, even the Christian faith you're going to be confronted with a lot of ideologies and worldviews and religions. And, right. but, but Jesus told his disciple, like, don't lose focus because I'm the true, like I'm the true source. And if you stay close to me and connected, you're going to be, you're going to live, you're going to bear fruit. But if you, you begin to worship these pagan gods or begin to follow the culture or you begin to sway to the left or to the right, um, you're going to be disconnected from me. 
And so that's just a little bit of context of what, when I read this, but the phrase, the true vine, it, it, it stood out to me as well because Jesus is saying, I'm the real, like I'm the real deal. Like right. I, I'm the true deal here. And, and this actually took me back. Like you're talking about rabbit holes and, and studying and, and we encourage, I love this because God doesn't, um, explain everything. Like there's so much mystery in the word of God. Right. And I think God wants us to go and search. He wants us to pursue. He wants the spirit to lead us and speak to us, yes. you know? And so even here, as we're talking about this, we're, we're not going to give all the answers. We're not going to spoon feed, like, please go in and um, read up. But as I was reading on the true vine, it kind of took me back to the nation of Israel. And in, in the Old Testament, the nation of Israel symbolized as a vineyard. And if you go back to Psalms 80, and this is where I got kind of some of the context for what I, I see as the true vine, yeah. is that in Psalm 80, um, the psalmist talks about Israel being that true vine and Israel um, being God's chosen people and Israel, you know, um, making God's name known and great to every you know to the world um but again israel abandoned god they rejected god you know they they walked away and they ceased to to bear fruit because they left him and so they couldn't really carry out um what god had chosen them to do and even the symbolism of the of the vine and the sweetness and 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 just what they would um do for his namesake you know they couldn't really carry that out um in the old testament um, so what separates John 15 and, and Psalm 80 is that Jesus makes this declaration. He makes this statement. He makes this promise that he is the true vine, that that it's not going to be in the nation of Israel anymore. It's not going to be in religion. It's not going to be based on the law because we know we can't carry that out anymore. Right, we, right. We, we can't do that. And so he says, but I am the true vine. I'm the real deal here. And no longer will you have to, you know, search for um, if you can hit that mark. You, right, you don't have right, to right. pursue that anymore. You don't have to, man, if I just do this and keep this law and keep do and do this. Jesus is kind of like, no, no, like I'm the real thing. And if you stay close to me and connected to me, um, you will bear fruit. You know, all the source comes from me and, and me alone. And so that's what really stood out to me is Jesus yeah. saying, you're going you're gonna get. You're gonna be given life through me because I'm the vine. I'm the. I'm the real thing here. Yeah, you know? and that's so good because it's it's so true. You know, apart. You know, he says in here too, like apart apart from me, right. you can do nothing. You know, and 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 I love that you brought up even like there's no there's no um, there's no longer you ha- you have to feel like you have to meet these these standards or these this requirement or you you know because the whole point of like say like the Ten Commandments which are amazing and you shouldn't kill people and you shouldn't steal stuff and you should honor your mother and father. You like y'all don't, don't say, you know, Matt said that we don't, the 10 commandments don't mean, you know, that's not what I'm saying. Like, don't, don't twist what I'm saying. But, but hear what I'm saying though. There is no way that any of us were ever going to be able to follow the 10 commandments period. And I'm going to prove it to you because Jesus said, if you look at a woman, if you're a dude, you look at a woman and you even lust in your heart, you committed adultery. Yeah. Done. If you've been angry with your brother, then you've killed him already. So the whole point is, the whole point of the Ten Commandments were to point us back to God. Right. To help us to realize, like, man, we can't do it. We need a true vine. Mm-hmm. We need a true source that we can be connected to 
that will help us to bear good fruit and help us to flourish and have a life that not just is successful in and of itself, but a life that points to what the true source of life is. Yeah. And so that, that that's, I love that, man. I love that you brought that up. The other thing that stuck out to me in this scripture, though, was one word that has carried, it's really carried me the past few months, and uh, and it's going to carry me, you know, I feel like, the rest of my life. And, and that's the word abide. Yeah. Abide. And to abide is to remain. And to remain is to trust. And to trust is to believe. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so, I mean, to abide is to remain. To remain is to trust. And to trust is to believe. And this word abide, we see it seven times in the New King James Version of these eight. I think, I think Jesus is trying to say something He's here. trying to say something. <laughs> if he yeah. says it once, it should carry weight. Yeah. If he says it twice, your ears better perk up a little more. This man said it seven times in eight verses. Yeah. Eight verses. The, the, the disciple is recalling this story that Jesus shares, this parable that Jesus is, is sharing. And abide is in there seven times. And that, that brought me to this. There are many people who say that they believe Jesus. There's lots of people that say they believe in Jesus, right? It's a lot of people, honestly, that would tell you that they're, that they're even Christian, right? Like, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Oh, what, what do you believe? Do you, do you, they don't go to church or they don't, they don't live a lifestyle. To be Christian means the lifestyle that is Christ-like or at least making, you're making an effort, to do your best, living a life through Christ, being led of his spirit in that way. But that tells me this, because Jesus is reminding us, abide, abide, abide. Remain, remain, remain. Trust, trust, trust. Believe me, believe me, believe me, right? Just because you believe doesn't mean that you abide. Right. Just because you say you believe, that doesn't mean that you're abiding, right? Like right. That, that's, not, that's not what that means. And I mean, when you think of the word abide, like what? It, what? What do you think about? Like what I, comes to your mind? I think you. It's closeness. I think it's just closeness, like being in a certain place. For, you know, that's that's where you spend time. That's where you abide. That's where you, that's what you're in. You're in that place. You're in that moment. You're abiding in that moment. Yeah. You're remaining. Yeah, and that's. I think that's you know the whole the whole point of this relationship with Jesus. You know. Are, are we, you know, are we supposed to do good works? Absolutely. You know, you're, you're not, you don't bear much fruit and then get closer to Jesus. You bear much fruit because of your proximity to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not, it's not the other way around. Jesus doesn't come closer because you're, you all of a sudden start to bear much fruit. Yeah, Y'all, man, I'm ba- man, they're bearing all this fruit. I better get close to them. That's not how Jesus operates. Yeah. But the closer you get to Jesus, the more fruit that you will begin to bear. The more good fruit, right. I should say. That I, th- you I think also to add on to that, man, is um, you said he said abide in here, what, seven, eight times? Seven times and eight verses. And, and you hear like these like pastors like, or you just hear like scholars say, you know, if Jesus said it one time, you know, that's big. But when he says it another time, that's even bigger. Right. But when he says it eight times, you know, like he obviously wants us to know something. And I think 
just kind of bringing it down to where it relates to us, we are so prone to not abide. Right. Because why to would wander. He, yeah, to wander. Why, why would he tell his disciples eight times? Because like, he knows, like, we are so, like, we're just so unstable sometimes. Like, you go to church on Sunday, you're like, yes, this is great, and you're abiding that whole day, you know, and Monday, or even sometimes after church, you're already out of the vine. You right. Know? You done already started talking <laughs> about sister so-and-so yeah, at the restaurant yeah. at <laughs> lunchtime. <laughs> you know, good and well, right. you are not going to pay attention to the message. You paid attention while you were in there. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's kind of like that whole Peter, like, <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm with you, Jesus, to the end. They would have to kill me. And he's like, no, you're going to deny me three times. You know? <laughs> right. You're going to get out of the vine pretty quick, you know. And and we do that, though, like Monday hits, Tuesday hits, and, and we get so distracted um, that we're not in the vine anymore, yeah. you know, and it's so easy to get out of that, that, um, that rhythm of being connected to the vine. And that's why I think Jesus makes, makes it a point, like, come back, abide in me, come back. You need this, you know, cause we're so prone to get out of it. Right. I mean, it's yeah. so crazy because it's so true. We're wanderers by nature. Yeah. We're wanderers by nature. Even like I got, I got two kids. I remember when they were babies. You ever have to tell? You ever had to tell your kid? You got oh, kids. Yeah. You ever had yeah. to tell your kid, "Come here." Mm-hmm. And and the younger they are, the more they run away. Mm-hmm. They think it's a game. <laughs> they start giggling and running away, and you're not playing games. You're trying. Yeah. To, you're you're trying to leave. Like I got somewhere I got to go. I'm trying to get. You need to come here right now. <laughs> and we do that. We're wanderers by nature. Yeah. Like we're like, yeah, no, Jesus, I love you so much. What's that? What's that over there? What's that over there? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go take a look at this over here. I'm just gonna look. I'm not going. I'm not gonna taste. I'm not gonna partake of. I just want to go see. I just want to. Yeah. I just want to wander a little bit. And Jesus is like, "You bet not. <laughs> you better abide. Yeah. You better abide." Yeah. You know what's crazy is that um, when I think of the Old Testament, where the the children of Israel, you know, are free from Egypt, they take off. Right. How long did they wander for? <laughs> Forty. And and I'm thinking years. to myself. This is like the people who saw miracles right in front of them, these great things. This, I mean, come on, man. You see a C part, like, why are you still going to wander after you saw God do something miraculous like that? Right. Yet still, they wandered off. They, they created their own, you know, pagan gods. And it's like, what, what are they thinking? Like, really? Like, you saw, but don't we do that too? God yeah, does something absolutely. in our lives, and we wander off, and then we find ourselves in a place where, like, and Jesus knew he knows the, the, you know, the heart of men. Yeah. You know? And, and, and we do that all the time with, with all kinds. Every time we read the Bible, we read about the children of Israel in the old Testament. And we go, man, if I saw the Red Sea yeah. part, I would, I, I would, would never <laughs> doubt God ever. ever. Yes, you would. You've had, you've had so many Red Seas part in your life. I, if, if I know you, I could probably name some of them. Yeah. We probably have been through some Red Seas together. It's just in our nature yeah. to wander. Yeah. And and that's why he tries to remind us. And when he, for him to say this seven times too, we ain't gonna. We're an, I'm not a numerologist by any stretch, but for him to say this seven times, mm-hmm. seven is the number of completion or fulfillment in the Word of God. It's the number of completion. It's almost like Jesus is saying, "This is the whole point. This this is the complete point of why I'm here. Yeah. It's not to save you from hell. That's wonderful. I'm glad that I'm not." going to hell because of what Jesus did for me. Thank you, Jesus. Good looking out. But Jesus is like the whole point of this is so that you will learn to abide in me. Mm -hmm. I want to be your, God wants to be our 
source. He wants to be the one that we run to, that we ask of, that we remain in fellowship with, in community with. And Jesus says it to, the, to its complete. This is the complete message yeah. right here. Abide in me. I love you so much that I want to invite you to remain in me. And again, just because you believe does not mean that you abide. Right, right. And I think abiding too, man, um, when we think of other things that we get distracted with, I think social media, you can abide in a social media. Right. Like you can hang out there for a long time and you can get your source and your false, you know, strength. Like you can be there and that can take your time, you know, and that can take your energy and that could take your your yeah. your mind um, away from where God needs you to be. And so in our culture, and I think distraction is, um, if anything, this word is for our culture now because we have so much distraction around us. You know, we have so right. much media at the at the at our fingertips, Netflix and and you know Hulu and like all this stuff like that just wants to take our attention and 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 have us abide in that. Yeah. And Jesus is like abide in me. Right. And I think that's why our culture is so confused because we we are connected to the wrong source. Yeah. That's so good. That's you know so what I mean? good. That's why culture is confused because we're we're connected. What do you what are you plugged into? That's so yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, that's so good, man. It's so true. And and this this premise, you know, Jesus had just he's just got finished saying, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So when you're when you're invested in, you know, where are you I guess the, the question that, that we're asking is then where where are you getting your truth? Yeah. And is it truth or is it just is it facts? Right? Facts, facts is everything that you know. Truth is everything that there is. And Jesus said, I'm, I'm the truth. And so you may be walking around with the facts, everything that you know, everything that you see, your side of the story. <laughs> Facebook side of the story, or at least even, listen, even your Facebook or your, your social media platform, whichever one that you're on, your social media platform, it is, it is geared towards your preferences and your likes and your ideals and what you want to look at right what you believe and so naturally it's going to speak to your opinions jesus is going to speak the truth and if he is the source then we want we better we better choose to abide in the truth rather than our preference or rather than our our own yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. like our own stuff that we like our opinions we it's the, the there's a big problem today I feel in, in, in the, in the world, uh, is that everybody wants their opinion to be valued as truth. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jack. It's not, it, your opinion is not truth. We all have an opinion. Mm -hmm. Just cause you have an opinion does not mean that it's true. Just because I have an opinion does not mean that it's true. So if you're, you know what you need to do? Why don't you do this? You take your opinion and you take it to the true vine. And if your opinion doesn't line up with what the true vine teaches or what the true vine says, guess what, Jack? You missed it. Yeah. Your, your opinion yeah. is just that. It's, it's, it's empty. You need to maybe shift some opinions towards the truth. Right. Because life is not about whose opinion wins. Yeah. Life is about whether or not you know the truth because it's the truth that makes you free. Yeah. And the truth here is trying to invite us to remain in him. Remain in. The, and and, and here's, here's the thing. If you can learn to abide, 
you will find that it is the highest form of believing. Mm. Uh, to abide is the highest form of believing. It Because it, it, it will shift your life to where you don't just visit. God, God doesn't just want us to visit on Sunday or on Saturday or wherever, whenever you're on a Wednesday or, or on a, God doesn't want you to visit. God's, you know, God's like, I'm not Disneyland. You don't just, <laughs> don't just come and visit me every now and again because yeah. you can't afford, acting like you can't afford to be here all the now, now when it comes to Disneyland, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot afford <laughs> to, to abide at Disneyland, okay? But here's the cool thing is Jesus says, I'm offering you an opportunity to abide in me, not to visit, but to do life with me, to remain in community with me, to remain with me. Mm-hmm. What's it going to cost? Yeah. It's going to cost your choice. It's going to cost your opinion. It's going to cost your preference. Absolutely. It's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's what it's going to cost. Absolutely. That's good stuff, man. That's crazy. That's good stuff. That's so crazy, man. And so just just know this as we as we're going over this in episode one of Chicken Scratch Gospel. This this was our Chicken Scratch Gospel moment for episode one mm-hmm. is abiding in the true vine. John 15, one through eight. Just because you believe does not mean that you abide. But if you can indeed learn how to abide, I promise you it is the highest form of believing. And so that. Yeah. That is what we need to understand. That's what we need to. That's what we need to learn. That's where we need to learn to abide, yeah. to remain. Uh, there's what. There's one more thing I added on to, man. Is that um, I mentioned earlier? Jesus was talking to his disciples, and this was right before he was going to be, you know, crucified, and and um, before he was going to send them out to the world. Yeah. Um, and I think if there's any opportunity or there's any desire for you to do ministry or take on a new project or especially if it's for the kingdom um this this word needs to needs to marinate because jesus is is essentially saying hey when you go out if you're not abiding you're gonna miss it you're gonna fail because even he even says you can do nothing apart from me as it relates to us whatever we try to do Whatever we try to accomplish, yeah. if it's not with him, it's not going to work. It's not him, you know? And I think sometimes we get caught up in that because we want to do stuff. We want to start this. We want to go into this field or this ministry or just speaking even to, like, leaders and pastors. Um, you you want to you pursue something, you want to pursue, but if you're not connected, um, you're going to do it on your own strength, right. your own creativity, your own, you know, uh, strategies, like you're going to do it on your own. And that's not what God wants. God wants you to abide. So that way it comes from the spirit it comes from him and not from you. Yeah. Um, and it'll, it'll last. It'll have that longevity if, if you're connected to the vine, but if you're not, it'll fail, man. Yeah. It'll fail. It'll, it'll just. Absolutely. And I mean, how long, how long have you seen a branch live once it get once you take it off a tree, once you remove it from a vine, how long does a branch live? Oh, yeah. Not very long as it turns out. Or you may right. see, it may look a little healthy for a couple of days. Man, oh man, that looks, that looks like it. It's still, it's still healthy. It's still going. Yeah, no, you try to do this stuff on your own. You try to do it of your own strength. Right. You might be able to do it for a little while, but you're not connected to a source. Right. 
Yeah. You're not connected. You're not connected to the source, and you will you will wither away. It will yeah. drain you. So, pr- so practically speaking, what does that look like? Abiding in 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 Jesus. Practically speaking, like if somebody said, "Okay, you guys talked about that, but how how do I do that?" Yeah. So you know, I, I would always I would always start with, of course, you know the the pastor answer. You know, and we are pastors, right. and uh, and so the pastor answer is, of course, you know, make sure that you're make sure that you're reading your Bible, make sure that you're reading your Bible, make sure that you are praying, make sure that you are uh, in active community and fellowship with other believers, because iron sharpens iron. Right. And the kind of the kind of community that I'm talking about is the kind of community where you actually you're vul- you're able to be vulnerable. And with with the person, the person is able to be vulnerable with you. You guys can actually help each other, faithful to the wounds of a friend. And so that means that a friend will be there with you and they will take lashes in the foxhole with you. But they will also hurt you when you need to be hurt. They will tell you a hard truth when you need to hear a hard truth. You, you need to you need to follow those three things. And, and then you can remain. You can learn to remain, rem- learn to abide, because the the only way that you can abide. Is by desiring to make the choice to remain in Christ no matter what you're doing. The only way that you will make that choice is learning more about who he is. Okay, what's what's the way that we can do that? We, we learn more about who he is by reading his word because the word became flesh and dwelt among us. His word is, is a living, breathing organism, and so we need to read his word. We need to spend time in it. And don't just rush it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know you got that little, that little lightning uh, star in your version Bible app. Thank you, uh, Life Church, for creating the version Bible app. We appreciate you. Yes. We're glad for it. But you know, uh, some people live for the streak. They live for the streak of the Bible app, and they don't actually just take the time and read it. They're just trying to check the marks for the day. Yeah, man, how many, you, you reading your Bible? I ask people something, you reading your Bible? Oh yeah, I'm on like 10 different Bible plans. Why are you on 10 different Bible plans? There, <laughs> Get on one and remember it. <laughs> <Yeah>. get, <laughs> get on one and practice. How about that? How yeah. about you do one and you learn to just live it out? Let's 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 figure that out. And and again, uh, what's another way? Man, God says that He inhabits the praises of His people. Yeah. Jesus said, "Wherever two or three are gathered, I'm there in the midst. I'm in the middle. I'm I'm in the." Jesus likes to be in the thick of it, man. He likes yeah. to be right in the middle. And so, spend time in worship, corporate worship. At your church, I know it's a little bit different right now. Um, for those of y'all that are that are tuning in, you know we're in the midst of a pandemic. People are people are not meeting like they used to be able to meet, but that doesn't mean that you can't meet. You know, so under the guidelines that have been provided, meet together and worship together. There's nothing like corporate worship. There's just nothing like it, yeah, man. When you can yeah. get together with others and you can just corporately worship yeah. the one true and living God. But there's also nothing like private worship. Right, yeah. And so I think that you need to do both. I think you need to have private worship. You need to have corporate worship. You need to spend time in God's word. Mm-hmm. And of course you need to pray. You need to talk to him. Yeah. And your yeah. prayer life might, might look, you know, if you need to start by, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to pray one minute a day. You know, everybody, you know, you have 21 days of fasting at your church and that's great, man. I love 21 days of fasting. I mean, you might do it once. You might do it twice a year. I don't know, but you know, everybody always is like, I know what I'm going to do. 21 days of prayer and fasting. I'm going to pray for 30 minutes a day yeah. during 21. 20- Bro, you ain't even been praying <laughs> for three minutes a day. Right. What do you mean you go try? You try to you ever try to pray for 30 minutes and you you have like not having not prayed for five? Bro, praying for 30 minutes is hard. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's tough. And so just just practice by doing more today than you did 
yesterday. And I don't mean like you have to read more or you have to be, you know, more in prayer or more in worship. What I mean by more is make it count. Make the time that you can give, make it, make it count. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. that to me, that to me, that's a bite. Absolutely. I, I think, and that's great. And I think for, for, um, people that are, have been in the faith, for people that, you know, are Christians would, would definitely be like, yeah, you know, prayer and worship. I think it's so simple though. Like Jesus, like we know this is all about relationship, not right. religion, right? Right. Relationship over it's, it's basically like relationship have a relationship with like it's it's abiding is a lifestyle right and so i even take it back to like when i mean i'm going on 20 years married man i take it back um when my wife and i um y'all don't know about this the younger people don't know about this but remember when you used to write letters to each other <laughs> you know like during fifth period you're like i'm gonna write this letter to my girl and i I'm used like, to know yeah. how to fold a letter yeah i st- i still remember i actually did that oh, not bro, too long ago yeah <laughs> I had to I had to go on YouTube. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I I actually remember, and I saw I wrote her a letter. But we used to write letters to each other all the time, man. And she would grab that letter and she would read it, and she would she would write me back and all this stuff, man. Like we had a relationship. We're getting to know each other, right? You know? Right. And um and because a lot of people like think like God's this far off, and well, I can't really see him. Uh, you know, I can't see God. Like he's not in front of me. It's so hard to have a relationship. It's like no, you just. You're not, you're not seeking him, you know? Right. You're not trying to have a relationship. Yeah, you're just him. not dating him. Yeah, you're not dating him, exactly. And so, um, man, like his word is a love letter to us, you know? Prayer is our language and our, our discussion with him. Yeah. You know, like God wants to have that relationship. Like it's every day. It's not even like a set pattern. It's like you're just, it's your lifestyle. It's what you do every day, whether you're at work or you're, you're at school or you're, you're in your family, like whatever it is, like, God wants a relationship with his people. And I think Jesus here is saying, abide in me. Like, have that close, relation, intimate relationship with me. Yeah. You know, stay connected to me. And I think as we continue to, like, just grow, like, God's showing us stuff, you know, in his word. It doesn't have to be complicated. It could be, like, one verse, man. It could right. be. It's with people that can help you grow and, and explain some of it. You know, because the Bible wasn't easy to understand, but... If you pursue it, I mean, there's so many resources nowadays that'll help, right. you know. And so it's just having this relationship where you you put your intentional about it, and with any relationship, with whether it's your kids or your your spouse, your intent you have to be intentional. That relationship won't last, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think there's so much intentionality um, that goes along with with relationship and abiding that we have to each day be intentional with it. It doesn't just happen. Um, and that's to say for any relationship. And so I think, yeah, those things like prayer, like prayer is just talking to God, you know, it's not yeah. that complicated. Like It's not. It's yeah. not. You don't need to be Shakespeare to pray. Right. <laughs> like when I first met Jesus, I found out he speaks the same language I do. <laughs> and so I talk, I yeah. would talk to God and, so, and listen, I'm going to be honest with, I'm going to be honest with the listeners. I didn't, it wasn't always clean. The language that I used with, with God in my prayer okay. time, it wasn't always that's clean. That's okay, though. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's yeah. all right. He he met me right where I was, yeah. and I talked to him right how I was, and and so I had I had some problems. I had some stuff I was trying to figure yeah. out, man. And I was being very I was being very very raw. And here's the thing: sometimes we think that we think that God can't handle our organic responses. Mm-hmm. Listen, He's big enough to live outside of the universe that he created. 
he can handle your junk. Right. <laughs> he can ha- yeah. he can handle your bad your bad mouth if you, if you had a, a bit, you had a moment where you got angry he can handle your anger he can handle your depression he can handle he can handle your issues he's big enough right. he can handle your issues I mean honestly so th- this has been so good like for me if if we're walking away from from this episode of of chicken scratch gospel uh, of abiding in the true vine walking away really with with three with three big big truths right. Just because you believe does not mean that you abide. And if you want to learn how to abide, what are you going to need to do? Well, you're going to need to prioritize Jesus. And you're, how do you prioritize Jesus? By being intentional. you got to be intentional in the time that you spend right. yeah. with Jesus. Yeah. And I promise you, we know this to be true. So I promise you that when you choose to spend time with him, he will show it's his greatest desire. It's his greatest desire to be our source. And so I think we can walk away from, from this episode having Absolutely. having some practical steps, man. Yeah. I dig it. Good stuff. I'm excited. First Good episode, stuff, man. man. Let's go. I love it. Thank you so much, everybody that's joining us today for episode one of Chicken Scratch Gospel. Make sure that you go and you find us on social media, uh, whatever platform we're on there. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Find us. You can actually subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell so that you can know when new episodes are coming up. And you can also listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, whatever the platform. Find Chicken Scratch Gospel and join us next time. Go love like Jesus. We're out.